Bibles to, um, let's go to um, Revelation chapter 3 and read about ourselves. You want to read about yourself today? Revelation chapter 3. Now, which pair of glasses am I supposed to wear doing this? (laughs) Moses, at 120 years old, his eye was still keen. And his natural force was not abated. And then Abraham, I mean, Abraham was born in 1948. Did you know that? Israel became a nation in 1948. Coincidentally? I don't think so. But when he was born, he started his ministry in Genesis chapter 12 at age 75. Age 75. Thank you for all the birthday greetings. (laughs) Yeah. At age 75, he was just getting started. Read about his life. Then read Galatians 3.29. If any man be in Christ, he's Abraham's seed and heirs of the promise. What promise? All of these. Pick one you like. (laughs) Take all of them. That's right. Anyway, in um, Revelation chapter 3, are you there? Verse 7. To the angel at the church, to the pastor of the church at New Covenant Ministries, write these things. Saith he that is holy and he that is true. He that hath the key of David. The key of David. Woo! The keys of David. Read Psalm 32 sometime and read it real slow. You'll get excited about that. He said, he, he that opens, come on, he that opens, he's opening a door for you. Come on, 24, the year of the open door. He said, I'm opening a door for you. And no man can shut it. It'll shut all the other doors. Thank you, God, that he shuts the other doors. Especially doors to the past. We can't be living there. You're going to be more. You're going to let go of that. You know, Paul said it really well in Corinthians, in Philippians chapter 3. He said this one thing. He said, I'm doing one thing real well. I'm forgetting those things that are behind. How many of you got a good forgetter? <laughs> it wasn't the good old days. The best days are up ahead. No, no, we put up pictures. We were looking at old photographs from our early church and all that. And it was exciting. And then you get to thinking and believing that the best is yet to be. I was sitting here doing praise and worship today. Oh. I just finished watching Mark Hankins convention that he just had in this new building and uh, watched every service, I think. And the praise and worship was almost as good as here. I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. I would rather hear this praise and worship than anywhere you could send me. Even when my son's playing the drums. (laughs) (laughs) He did a good job, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All I'm saying is, we have a great foundation. Now let's build. Build it this year. Build it this year. Okay, uh, where was I? Revelation 3, 7. We're trying to get through that, aren't we? To the church at New Covenant Ministries, right? Says this, he that is holy and true, 
He that has the keys of David open and no man can shut and shut and that no man can open. I know your works. I have set before you what? What? An open door. And no man can shut it. If you've had a little strength and have kept my word and have not denied my name, behold, I will make them that are of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I'll make them to come and worship you before your feet and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept the word of my pants. Come on, this door is open for you right now. That's the thing I like about the Bible. You know, we quoted verses years ago uh, when Elisha said, tomorrow about this time, tomorrow about this time there'll be, there'll be plenty and you'll have no lack. I can say that today just as well as I said it then because the Word of God is timeless. Like prayer is timeless. The prayers that you prayed when you were 10, 20 years ago, you might have forgotten them, but God never does. He records them. And it may have been 20 years ago to you, but it was three minutes ago to God. He said, I'm getting to that. I'm going to take care of that. I'm going to take care of that. That's why he said in Romans 8.31, if God be for us, who, if God's for you, who can be against you? And all these things, you're more than a conqueror, more than. Some of you will get that on the way home. That's good. As long as you get it. Behold, I've set before you an open door. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to that which you have, that no man take your crown. To him that overcomes, will I make a pillar in the temple. A pillar in the temple of God. And he will no more go out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is the new Jerusalem, comes down out of heaven. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit has to say to New Covenant Ministries Church. This is your year. Turn to somebody and say, this is your year. But the big key, too, is, like in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, he, walked, he said, walk by faith and not by sight. That means I can look at two things. I can either walk in the flesh and see what's going on, or I can walk in the Spirit. Make sure you're walking in the Spirit, because when you're walking in the flesh, sometimes things don't look that good. How many of you have had a perfect day? You went through the whole day, and nothing went wrong. Ever? You did. Glory to God. What day was that? <laughs> Well, Kaiser put in there, on the seat when you said that. <laughs> well, that's good. I'll have to go with you. I remember one day I was riding my Harley, coming from Maine up into New Brunswick, and I was looking for. Aussies to get fish and chips. I'd never had them there before, but I heard about it. I'm right on, doing about 70 miles an hour, which is legal. 110 kilometers, okay, for those of you that would like to judge me. I'm right on. <laughs> Feet up on the highway pegs. Look up, and there is a big 
eight, 900 pound deer of deer, moose, standing in front of me. In front of me. I, could, I never had time to do anything. Never had time to, and Nancy was on the back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. She was blissfully unaware of what was happening. And I remember because of my personality type, I didn't panic. I just thought, well, this is the end. <laughs> See you, Jesus. <laughs> and I thought if I could get it sideways a little bit and get my shoulder into it. Now, all these things I'm saying that happen in a split second, but when you go through those things, it goes frame by frame by frame. Yeah. And so I thought, well, if I can get this thing over a little bit sideways, get my shoulder into it, maybe I can save Nancy's life. I'm having these thoughts while I'm riding, rolling along. And the next thing you know, a car came speeding out of nowhere and hit that moose and drove it right over top of us and into the road behind, killed that thing dead as dead can be. We went to Aussie and had our fish and chips. <laughs> but, but the thing was, when that happened, I was surprised at how calm, yeah. And I realized when my personality type, one time I was in a car accident and the two guys that were with me died. I was 15 at the time. We were in a stolen, uh, a borrowed car. <laughs> and, um, and one guy died instantly. I could tell by the way his head was hanging over the seat. And the other guy was laying across my leg. He hit my leg so high that I was in traction for over three months getting it. They couldn't put a cast on it. But anyway, I'm laying there. And I said, Carmen, could you get off me? My, my leg is busted. Of course, he didn't respond. He died a couple hours later. But then the ambulance guys came, or the, the crowd came first and said, don't worry, there's help on the way. And I said, good. And, uh, but the, the, my personality type, there was no, and I don't know if it was probably because I became a Christian when I was 10 years old. I think that had a lot to do with it. Now, if you hadn't seen me from 10 till 30, you'd have said, that guy's not even saved. <laughs> because I lived like hell. Ran from God. I thought, if God ever got a hold of me, I'm done. My picture of God, like many of you, God's the enemy. Not the healer, not the friend. So anyway, where was I? Yeah, I was laying in the back of the car. <laughs> It was a week later before I came to when they reached in and pulled me out of the out of the vehicle. It just sent me into another spin. But what was the story about? Why am I telling you this? My personality type, yes. Another time I'm I'm laying a guy's got a big bowie knife up to my throat like this. He's sitting on my my shoulders and chest. I can't move. He's trying to scare me. I wasn't scared. I was like, oh well. <laughs> Today must be the day I die. But, you know, that's a personality type that's probably not normal. <laughs> but um, that's where I was at the time. And why am I off on this now? Hmm? What's that? The perfect day was fishing with Justin. <laughs> he didn't invite me. It was his perfect day. <laughs> I couldn't have gone anyway. I'm still on drugs, by the by the way. For those of you who wonder why I'm rambling, I'm still on medication. Do I want to be on medication? No. 
but every time I quit, I almost die. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Keep trying. Yeah. No, but the thing is, you know, I believe. I believe Isaiah 53. I believe his report. I believe that his strength is revealed in my life. I fully believe that. But every time I go to step out on my own, instead of being led by the Spirit of God, none of you have ever done that. It just seemed like a good idea at the time. I said, I'll flush all those meds down the toilet. And the next time, Nancy, could you call the ambulance? <laughs> you want me to call the ambulance? <laughs> Don't you remember? That was September. <laughs> I got... <laughs> I get in the car and the whole world was going like this. Normally, Nancy laughs at me. I remember the time I, uh, I had, I'll never forget that day at New Covenant Ministries Church over in Burnside. I was uh, preaching and I got really, really ill. And so I had, I had to sit down to finish. Here I am sitting down again. I had to sit down on the steps to finish because the whole church was going like this. So finally I made it to the bathroom, and we won't talk about that. But then I went upstairs, and I passed out on her office door on the floor. I'm laying there. She says, somebody go get a camera. <laughs> Started taking pictures of me. <laughs> yeah, but, but I couldn't ride my bike for over two weeks then. Couldn't even get, couldn't even take it home. And Nancy thought it was so good she took pictures. So that's what I deal with. <laughs> now some of you might get sympathy and, oh, my poor dear. Forget that with me. What are you doing laying there? You're the healed of the Lord. Get up. Well, moving day. Uh, moving day, yeah. Well, the doctor said... Give them jug band music, makes me feel just fine. No, the doctor said, in June, there's nothing more we can do for you. June of 21. But then they called up later and said, well, there's two things we can do. And so I found out what the two things were, and I did them. They said, we can hook them on a machine to you to see how your heart is doing and all of that. And so they hooked me up, and I thought, hmm. I need to make sure they get a good report here. So instead of just normal stuff, I went in the, in the house and I ran up and down the stairs, 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 helped Joey and them move some furniture. I came out and I'm standing there and the next thing you know, <clears throat> yeah, but I missed. Yeah, but it worked because it worked because no, but it worked because after that they put the pacemaker in and all that stuff. The ambulance came at the same time and you're moving trouble. Well, that, that, was the, that was the good part for me. <laughs> no, it took two days to move and I was in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, take advantage of whatever happens. But, it's, but even doctors, like that one doctor, nothing more we can do for you. I remember sitting down by the elevator and thinking, well, there's maybe nothing more that you can do. But the thing about it is when you, even when you get sickness in your body, your spirit man's so alive. I feel great. Yeah. 
You know, so you cannot be defeated because you refuse to quit. And then I get into 2024 and I find out that there's an open door. And the best is yet to be. And we've had some great bests. And yet there's nothing compared to what God's about to do. And it's nothing compared to what he's... Look, there are people going to come into this church that are going to freak you out. Because they're strange people out there. And they're coming to church. I mean, it took me a long time just to get used to a man with a, with a man bun. Nothing personal. But, but it was a shock to me. I don't know if it would work or not. Huh? No, but I'm, I, mean, I don't mean that somebody coming in with a man bun is strange. I'm just saying that there are people coming in here that are tatted and pierced and don't know anything about God, but they're, they, 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 they got into Joel chapter 2 and verse 23. Somehow they called upon the name of the Lord and he saved them and pulled them out of the darkness and into the light, and they're coming in and they don't know anything. And so the last thing they need is some religious judge judging the fact that they're tatted and pierced and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter that you don't look like me. Aren't you glad? Some of you are glad you don't look like me. You're glad you don't look like me? Come on. <laughs> what God likes is change. Even though he's the Lord and he doesn't change. He said in, in uh, chapter 3, verse 18 of 2 Corinthians, he said, I'm changing you. Now, in Luke 17, verse 2 tells you not to, get, to be offended and why you shouldn't. You better have a millstone tied around your neck. <laughs> verse 3, take heed to yourselves. If your brother trespasses against you, oh, this is good. Because we don't we don't have a victim mentality. We're we're free. And the son is set free, is free indeed. Come on, we know the truth. And the, to the degree that we know the truth, we're free. Free indeed. Anyway, he says, uh he says, put your gloves on, okay. Verse uh, three, take heed to yourselves if any if any man trespasses against you, in verse 4, seven times in a day, and he comes to you saying, I repent, then you shall forgive him. Mm. And when, when they started talking about forgiveness, the apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. Well, you, you do forgive by faith. And I forgave Nancy for laughing at me that time and taking pictures while I was passed out. In the... No, I did, really. It took me a while. Whenever your name came up, the feelings were there. <laughs> but I got past it. <laughs> the apostle said in verse 5, Lord, increase our faith. Because they realize that you cannot forgive from feelings. You have to forgive by faith. And if you're, if you're not a victim... If you're not a victim, you walk in forgiveness all the time. 
Don't be a victim. Don't have a victim mentality. Nobody's out to get you. Everybody's out to get you. <laughs> no one in particular. <laughs> now the devil will tell you all about how he feels about you in Isaiah chapter 14. He said, I hate you. He said, I can't get to Jesus, but I can still get to you. Peter, Jesus said, Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. We read that and we don't realize that what he said was, he desired to sift all of you like wheat. He's coming your way. What are you going to do when he comes? That's right. Laugh in the face of adversity. Count it all joy, my brethren, when you fall into diverse temptations, tests, and trials, knowing that the trial of your faith works patience. Oh, there's a favorite prayer of mine. Give me patience. <laughs> when patience has its perfect work, you will be complete, entire, lacking in nothing. Just go pick up the dead along the way, the ones that you killed while it was working out in your life. No, we don't do that. Count it all joy, my brethren. When you fall into, fall into, you weren't planning it. You weren't planning the trip. You fell into diverse temptations, tests and trials. You're just walking along. Everything was going good and all of a sudden, wham. The phone rang. I was thinking about the shovel coming up and hitting me in the face. The Lord said in verse 6, if you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, so it's not how big your faith is. It's how you use it. He said a mustard seed grain of faith will work for you if you work it. If you'll just get what, not realize that you're going to get what you expect, not what you want. And you're going to expect God to move. That you're going to walk by faith and not by sight. Well, let me tell you how it looks from here. No, please don't. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't look good. Lots of times it doesn't look good. But we walk by faith and not by sight. Then he said in Mark 9, 23, according to your faith, it'll be done unto you. So what you're getting is what you're believing God for. If you're not believing for anything, then guess what? You limit him. Come on, he said in Hebrews eleven six. he said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. Not highly unlikely. Without faith, it's impossible. It's not possible to please me because number one, you must believe that I exist. Well, we all do that. But do you really believe that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him? Yeah. He said, I'm a rewarder of those that diligently seek me. Not half-heartedly. Not, oh God, I hope so. I hope this all works out for me. No, he said, I reward those that diligently. No, but that's what Mark, Mark chapter 6 is all about. You know, focusing on him. Maybe we should, can we go there and then come back here maybe? Mark, Matthew chapter 6. Did we read chapter, verse 6 of Luke 17? If you had faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you might say, so how does your faith activate it? 
I got to say something. That, you know, and that's one of the mistakes I've made over all these years because I'm a, a quiet person. I, I, <laughs> no. Under certain circumstances. <laughs> if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say, you're going to give voice to your words. You might say to this sick of mine tree, and I use this analogy all the time. I don't know if you're sick of yours, but I'm sick of mine. Sick of mine tree. Be uprooted and cast in the sea, and don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you will come to pass over in Mark 9.23. Is that where we were going? We better go there first. Yeah, Mark 11.23. Jesus answered unto them and said, in verse 22 rather, have the faith of God or lay hold of God's faithfulness or operate in the faith that he's given you. For verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall say, and this again, this I'm telling you, confess and think mistakes that I made. He it, he mentioned say it three times, but believe it only once. And I was believing, but I wasn't speaking the word out. And so uh, I've changed all that. For verily I say unto you, if you want more, say more. If you want less, say less. <laughs> For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall speak or say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believe the things that he saith, here it is again, shall come to pass, that man will have whatsoever he saith. See, but you need to make sure that your saying is not affected by your Feelings, you'd be saying the wrong stuff. If it was God's will for the mountain to be there, he wouldn't tell you to move it. But he didn't move it for you. He told you how to move it by faith. Oh, God, please move the mountain. You can cry that all you want to. He say, no, I told you that you need to speak to your mountain. And how about this? There's no mountain within the sphere of your influence that you can't move. Whatever you're dealing with, you can move it. You don't need somebody else to move it. You can move it. And if if what you were to experience in your life was up to God, he wouldn't have wrote Mark 11.23. He just said, I oh, don't worry about it. I'm God. I'll take care of it all. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He, he gave you the tools so that you could do the work. And I say this too, if you knew it was on the other side of your mountain, you'd move it today. If you knew it was on the other side of your mountain, you'd move it now. It's amazing to me to think that my situation responds to my voice. That's why when I give voice to his word, which will take me over to um, Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. I like verse 18. Your path is like a shining light getting brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Your path. Your path is getting brighter and brighter until the perfect day. 
Verse 20, my son, be united to and master my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? No, no, but no, but if you don't claim this is yours, if you just like take, you need this in twenty-four. Twenty-four is a great day, but it's you know it. it it's, uh, Malachi called it the great and terrible day of the Lord. Some great things going on, some terrible things going on. You better hang on to the great, the great and the terrible day of the Lord. My son, attend to my words. Don't apply the word to your life. Apply your life to the word. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them where? Now, but this is something I have to take the responsibility for. No one else is going to do this for me. Keep them in the middle of your heart. How do I do that? By speaking the word of God. And that, again, that's the part that I missed a lot of my life because I, I always believed God, but I, I never ever verbalized it as much as I needed to. And I can look back and realize that I, my believer, I didn't have my speaker hooked up to my believer. And you really need to hook your speaker up to your believer because that's you want to activate your faith it's activated by your voice. Yeah. That's how it, that's how you work it. So watch out this year, hallelujah. Yeah. Keep them in the middle of your heart. For they are life to those that find them. And health, oh glory to God, health to what? To all your flesh. So I know people that are in here that have been dealing with issues. Anybody in here that hasn't dealt with an issue? In the world you will have tribulation, right? In the world you will have tribulation. He started off that verse, verse 33 of John 16. In me you'll have peace. In the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Some of you all need some cheer. Be of good cheer. I've overcome the world for you. Be of good cheer. Okay. Sometimes some of you look like you're eating pineapple pizza or something. <laughs> Somebody puts pineapple in a pizza. <laughs> for they are life to those that find them and health to all of their flesh. Keep your heart for, with all diligence. Listen to this. For out of your heart flow the issues of your life. Again, I told this story before, but I remember it because um, we were we were flying along with uh, with uh, Mark Barkley one time, and there was a big storm, a big explosion going on down in Virginia. So he took it off auto autopilot, went down to take a look at the at the uh, explosion. When, and when he was finished, he flipped a paddle on autopilot, and we went back to where we were. And at that message has been preaching to me ever since. We all have an autopilot. 
and it'll take you back to where you always were until you change the settings. How do I change that? Be not conformed to this world, but transformed by renewing your mind by the word of God that you can prove the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God for your life. If not, you keep going back to autopilot. The same thing last year, same thing the year before, be the same thing this year. If you don't, if you don't change something, nothing's going to change. What am I going to do different? A little extra on your ordinary makes it extraordinary. It doesn't take a big mountain of things to do. It's do something different. Show God you want things to change. For they are life to those that find them and health to all of their flesh. Keep those words in the middle of your heart for they are life unto you. Health to all your flesh. Verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of the flow of the issues of life. Verse 24. Put away from yourself a forward mouth and perverse lips. Put far away from you. Let your eyes look straight on and your eyelids straight before you. Ponder your path of your feet and let your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left hand. Remove your foot from evil. Hmm. Guard your heart. Guard your heart more than your house. My son, I'm going to read another translation to it and then I'm done. Only because I've fooled around here so long. My child, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to what I say. Don't ever forget my words. Keep them always in your mind. They are the key to life to those that find them. They'll bring health to your whole body. Pay attention to what I'm saying. Have health in your whole being. Listen carefully, O son of mine. Listen to what I say. Keep these thoughts ever in your mind. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they will mean real life for you and radiant health. God wants radiant health. So this is a year. Again, read read Psalm 23 and Psalm 24. Psalm 23, they're in a valley. Psalm 24, they're on a mountain. And I know that that's significant for today, that God wants you coming up on the mountain with him. It's time to go up, up into a higher place. Higher place than I have found. Lord, lift me up on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and make me stand by faith on heaven's table and higher place than I have found. Lift me up on higher ground. Lift me up, God. Lord, lift us up to higher ground. We're seeking your face, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You said to take your yoke upon us and learn of you for your meek and lowly. You're humble. So we humble ourselves under your mighty hand that you'd exalt us in due time by casting the whole of our care upon you, knowing that you care for us. We are sober, we're vigilant. Our adversary, the devil, as a royal lion, goes about seeking whom he may devour, but we resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that these same afflictions are being worked out in our brethren in the world. But the God of all grace, who's called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after we've suffered a while, you said you would make us perfect, strengthen, establish, and settle us. Thank you, Lord, that you'd make us perfect, strengthen, establish, and settle us. In Jesus' name, we believe that this is the year we're living in, that you would strengthen us, establish us, and settle us in a new place 
in a new atmosphere in this year. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.